Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. With this situation, this is not regular dating. So I think there's a huge element where you do have to make a decision that I'm going to try to get there. You can't just sit back and just expect You can't sit back and just wait for a feeling. You have to actually do things to create those feelings. And that's what you need to tell them. That's exactly everything you're telling us right now is exactly what you need to tell them. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Married at First Sight Edition. We are almost at our one-month anniversary marker, um, but some drama has been happening this episode and had to talk to it about with somebody. Um, let's get into it. Hi, Sine. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Kara. I am well. You're so gracious to have me on here. I'm very excited about this episode in particular. <laughs> got a lot of a lot of things happened. I feel like it was sort of like half sleeper but half fulled with like drama and content. So I'm I'm happy to have somebody to talk about it with. Yes. Um let's just start with what's your journey with Married at First Sight? Have you seen every season? The first season that I actually watched was the one that was just on Netflix. Mm, okay. And I want to say that was maybe up at uh, season 10 or 11. So then I went back and binge watched all the old ones um, just to kind of see where it had started, who were the experts, what all has changed up to this point. And then I watched Atlanta from start to beginning in this season. So in real time, this is my second season to watch it all the way through. Oh, that's exciting. Um, 
where does this like what's what's your vibe what is your taste in terms of reality tv shows are you like a housewives mostly are you tlc what's your what's your vibe slowly but surely bravo has kind of fallen off for me the only housewives franchise i still follow is new york and that may be um done so for me after this season yeah <laughs> But yeah, TLC, I, I found your podcast from looking at Seeking Sister Wife recaps and Sister Wives recaps. I love those shows. Um, um, I'm I'm really excited to have Sister Wives back in November. I can't wait. <laughs> yes, and I thought about them today because the Lula Roe or the Lula Rich documentary that's out on Amazon Prime, you know, a couple of the um, Sister Wives sell Lula Roe. Yeah, yeah. I've been like keeping close tabs on Mary because she has been like sort of subtweeting this whole situation and like tagging Deanne and and thanking her for all that she's done for her and how she's changed her life and how she's such a wonderful woman. And I'm like, girl, give it up. <laughs> oh, I wonder. I need like specific examples of how her life has changed because I think it feels like the same to me. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I knew um, that at least her and maybe Christine were selling it. So mm. yeah, I think some of Christine's kids too. Madison might be. I don't know, but yeah, several of them are are uh, hooked onto that. And good luck to them. I mean, they're the sorts of people. Like if you're gonna do a pyramid scheme, then you know at least they have like a large audience in which to scam people. So I'm sure it works out very well for them. Let's hope because they need all the income coming in that they can get. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> please get these, get that house, those houses starting to build. I can't, how much money they're throwing away on Coyote Pass. We're not here to talk about, about them. I, I could go on forever. Let's, let's get back to me. <laughs> um, so we start off the episode I think with Brett and Ryan and they're going down to their apartment complex, like the game room. And Brett is talking about how like, this is going to be the opportunity. She keeps saying this, like, it's like, she's constantly waiting for this like breakthrough moment of like clarity and them getting closer together. And she decides to come up with a game of Jenga, but it's like not really a game so much as like, I thought she was going to be doing dares, but she just, wrote down a whole bunch of like compliments and affirmations for Ryan, which is something that he does not deserve. Mm. And you could tell that he was felt so uncomfortable even reading those things out. And he says in a confessional that like, he's not really feeling it. And so he doesn't really know what to say in this moment because he doesn't want to basically be misleading by like saying nice things and making her think that they're somewhere they're not, which yikes. <laughs> yeah. I, <sighs> First of all, they finally flashed, I guess, the name of the apartments that they're living in. You probably saw it about 50 times, Latitude. Mm -hmm. I had to finally Google it during the episode. Yeah. Um, they're down in the, you know, medical center part of Houston. Those those apartments are not cheap, which answered a lot of questions for me as to why we haven't seen the experts. Um, I don't think we can pay them this season because those apartments right. <laughs> are not cheap and it's called latitude quote live above the clouds mm. oh, aren't some of them. how um, much how much was the one bedroom going for i want to say the one one was about 3800 oh. i mean it looks like a really tall 
um, building there, but yeah, live above the clouds. They they did not spare any expense on these apartments this season. Um, that's a lot so, of that's like it was expensive for New York. Really? Okay, I wondered because I know you live there. I thought, well, maybe relatively, but that's high. That's really high. I I would not live in Texas. I mean, isn't half of the point of living in the South now is that it's like affordable? Hundred <laughs> like, dollars to live in Houston? No, thank you. I mean, no shade, you guys, but like, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Them in Dallas, um, they seem pretty um, comparable to what they're charging now. Granted, it looks like they have a ton of amenities. I mean, that that clubhouse that she took him to with the Jenga game, um, you're not going to get that everywhere. Yeah. But she um, she did. She put a lot of thought into that. And I thought, man, how how long did she have to write these out? And at what point did these get really detailed in order to make enough cards? She seemed very and excited about um, the game and giving these to him. And he's still I think one of the cards said you're level headed. Mm hmm. And he made the comment, well, I I have to be level-headed because you're so da-da-da-da-da. Why does he always make her sound so hysterical? I That's what I want to know because the one example that we saw with the manatee, like, I thought she could have freaked out a lot more for, for as, like, they were painting this picture of her. Like, it was pretty minimal, all things considered. I wouldn't even call that a freak out. No. She still went. Um, she just said, yeah. I'm not going to look at it. He, he makes her out to be just frantic 24 seven and he uh -huh. has to be a calm one. I'm just not seeing it. And I hate it when guys do that, when they tell you to calm down or relax and you're not even really hyped yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'll I, do it if you keep telling me not to. <laughs> I don't know why he keeps describing her that way. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, if he he's like practically comatose half the time, so like if that is his bar for like what is acceptable behavior, then he's gonna find himself disappointed quite a bit, you know. <laughs> so I, from him, he was not gracious or thankful in the thought that she put in them. Hopefully, that was off camera, but he he didn't seem impressed, thrilled, flattered at all. No, it was almost like a an ex couple getting back together and she was like still trying to make things work and be flirty mm -hmm. and he was like not having it because he's over it. Well, and I really I, I like Brett a lot. I think when she finds her person, it will be a beautiful thing, but I do not think Ryan is it. I agree. I actually feel like she's going to find somebody pretty quickly. And I, I want that for her because she deserves it. She actually wants to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, uh -huh. I really like her too. And it, it, it makes me sad that she's stuck with that, like, dickhead. And on mm. top of that, a Trump supporter. So, you know, mm. <laughs> something to think about. Um, there was a very quick, a quick scene of Rachel going over to Mirla's. And they're talking about how, you know, they're looking forward to... Um, you know, like how she said she was looking forward to their housewarming party because she wanted to see what Jose would be like in social situations. And, you know, I guess another box was checked for her on that. And she's like, so happy. I, I feel like Rachel and Jose are so adamant in 
making us or trying to make us believe that this is like this great, wonderful relationship when very obviously it's not. (laughs) So it's hard to watch. You know, she said her friends gave her the seal of approval. They said, oh, you have a great guy. Jose's likable. Yeah. He's good in social situations because he will talk your leg off. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a likable guy, but is he the one for you? Um, I agree. I think, like you've said before, Doth protests too much. That it, yeah. it is filled with how perfect and how great it is that I just really wonder off camera, what are y'all talking about? Because some of the stuff that came up this episode, I thought y'all haven't talked about that. that uh, comes- yeah. Yeah, totally. It, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah. uh, Mirla makes like sort of a, a offhanded comment about how Gil got them matching those like athletic wedding bands because they're easier to work out in. This is not something that I'm like familiar with or know. But, um, you know, Rachel, I, I'm team Mirla <laughs> and I actually yeah. find her delightful <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, I know she's not for everybody and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um But I did feel like Rachel was right in saying, like, oh, that's so nice that he thought to do that. Like, Gil thought to do that. And she's like, you know, it's not a Cartier ring. That's like, well, yeah, you're probably not going to wear a Cartier ring when you work out either. That's the point. That's the whole point. So, (laughs) Yeah, Marilla, I think, wouldn't have even mentioned it um, if she didn't think that it was a nice gesture and went and, you know, explained the whole deal about it. I think she knows that Gil is trying, but she's not one to just give him a lot of credit right now. But I will give her credit. She is cohabitating with Hype very well. I, I agree. <laughs> I love this little like she we're now she's now giving Hype two fingers um, <laughs> of touch, and you know she's addressing him directly. She's remembered his name, which is nice. Um, yeah, I, I think there you know, things are going pretty well. All so things considered. <laughs> You know, she said she's working from home now. Um, and let's be honest, hype hasn't been hype in about 10 years. Okay. He's in his right. old. He's old. So he is just staying out of her way at this point. But yeah, that seems to be going better than maybe I anticipated. Yeah. I think they're going to be the best of friends when all this is said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even more than Gil. And that's fine. <laughs> um, so then we have Zach coming back to the apartment. It's the first time since he left after the housewarming party in a confessional. He basically says that he feels like he's been kind of tiptoeing around because every time he has a conversation with Michaela, he feels like she flips out. Um, so then he tells us that after he left the apartment, he called Michaela the next day to try to like talk about stuff. But then she texted him and was like oh if you want to communicate with me you can text me at this number don't like don't call me directly (laughs) a lot of things keep happening with them off camera and it's 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 hard it's hard because I just want to issue a retraction I feel like I was a little bit soft on Michaela last week and I take it back (laughs) I do think she is like unwell and I think she now has a pattern of like behaving oddly when she thinks people aren't seeing like when she was slamming that Clorox thing I bet if she had thought like oh there's a camera right behind me she probably wouldn't have done that 
Um, but then when she goes on camera and she talks to Zach, she's like very level-headed, very apologetic in the right ways. And she seems like she gets it and that she regrets the way she acts. But like, I'm almost on Zach's side. It's like you present one way off camera and then on camera, it's all light and bright with me. And that's exactly the note I took. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. She- She is presenting like she's trying to be mature in this relationship and resolve conflict. But as soon as that camera turns off, there's so much going on between them that she's, I guess, maybe hoping stays hidden. Yeah. Um, But Zach's here to put it all out there, which I appreciate. Um, Can we talk about his metaphor with the bees and the (laughs) please yeah I wrote this down so they sit down and he starts off by saying that he feels like the way they communicate and handle things is different Michaela agrees and then he starts with this long analogy about how he feels like he's sitting under a tree and he's reading he's like looking at the his relationship book and he's now at the chapter where he's getting married at first sight and then a bee comes and stings him or, you know, it starts flying around and bothering him. And so, you know, he notices it, but then he keeps reading because he wants to read it. And then he keeps getting those bees keep coming. And so now he's at bee number three and he's wondering maybe he should like move away from this tree. And Michaela's looking at him like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But I, I got it. It was long winded and corny, but okay, I get it. And I love her confessional. Find the hive, Zach. Find the right. hive. <laughs> she has a good point. But like, yeah. She, I feel like she does have a point in that. In that these situations do seem to stem from his poor... Uh, I, I don't even know. Where do you stand on like... Should he have communicated with her that he was leaving... How should he have done that? Was he in the wrong or and did or did she freak out too prematurely? I I think his stance has been that he did communicate to her um that he was gonna have to take the dog to daycare. Maybe he didn't communicate clear enough that he would be back at a certain time. Um that was their first night in the apartment together, was it not? Mm-hmm. So they really had not had a lot of time to learn each other, be around each other because of his COVID diagnosis. And um, I think that she did freak out prematurely in in the fact that she moved completely out. Yeah. (laughs) I would have posted up at that front door to give him the stare right when he walked in. Like, where have you been? Why haven't you told me where you've been? You can't answer a text message. I wouldn't have moved out um i i'm i'm a little more team zach right now i felt like when he came back to the apartment there was no air left in that room she was on Mm -hmm. until she's really tempering her responses yes in a a way that i feel like she's not really being herself anymore because she's so afraid that she's gonna say the wrong thing Mm mm-hmm and her facial expressions when he's trying to talk, she did that with Pastor Cal. Sometimes her facial expressions and squinty eyes to him when he's communicating <laughs> are, are too much. Um, yeah. But I think it's something she can work on. I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. 
from here, but it's tense. It's very tense. And I think they're both equally immature, but in different ways. And it makes me wonder, like, how are either of you guys going to be able to let this go? Because it seems like both of them hold on to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I do. I am more on Zach's side. But I still feel like empathy for Michaela because I just think maybe I like see a little bit of myself in her because when he was talking about that tree and the bees, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, well, we're not thinking about how this all started. And it started because of you, <laughs> which maybe something <laughs> that I need to go to therapy about. Like I, I looked in the mirror. I had a hard look in the mirror about that one. That's I can admit that. It, it was both of them, but her reaction was extreme. His reaction, even now, talking about how just fundamentally different they are, is extreme. It was one instance. I think she feels like a like a bad person or a damaged person because of the way he keeps making out, the way she reacted in that situation, that there's just really something bad wrong with her. But then in the other breath, he's all in and ready to make this work. I'm... It's so confusing. When he said, I just think that we need to try and get back to where we were. I'm thinking when, like when you guys first, like the first 17 hours that you spent together because you got separated by COVID and now you've been fighting. Like, what are you getting back to? Like, he's being too dramatic and she's (laughs) right. Like, we don't know each other. We haven't like really been around each other. So like, maybe let's give a little bit grace to that. But he, I think is like, He's so high school about, like, it's it's a little too dramatic for me. I, I don't know. It's, there. there is a lot. And she's she's not responding to a lot because she doesn't want to poke that bear because he's very hyped when he talks to her. Mm-hmm. Like, resolution. So she's, she's treading lightly. Yeah, yeah. Um, she makes a good point of saying, like, she's a little bit concerned about them starting on a good path and then something happening. And them having to go back to square one and Zach says he's willing to try anything in his power to make it work which seems like not what he said like when he walked in and then when he went to the home housewarming party I don't know it just seems like we shifted very quickly onto like good footing but like that's fine I guess that's your problem um and Michaela agrees that she's going to start thinking before she acts and she's going to listen, being a, being a listening ear to Zach. And I hope that happens. And I saw that the rest of the episode, we'll see how it plays out the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about people who are definitely faking it till they make it, um, Bao and Johnny. So Bao cooks her first, homemade dinner and she starts talking about how like johnny really couldn't care less about that but she basically wants to prove that she can do it and i was concerned and i was right to be concerned that mm-hmm. like this is going to be another dinner ruined by johnny and it was <laughs> every time they sit down at that table he has something to say and like there's drama and there's an issue maybe they just need to like throw that table out i think it might be cursed <laughs> maybe maybe there's something about johnny that's like triggering him that like every time he gets to the dinner table he like chooses violence i i don't know what his issue is a decent meal makes someone ruin every good relationship he has <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the first of all, the dinner looked amazing. I thought so good. Good job. So I thought I would eat that. Good job, Val. Um, she did want to make it clear that she's not okay with eating dog food, um, but Johnny would be. So that made me laugh. Um, yeah, another dinner ruined by Johnny, where he makes Val feel like she ruined it. it it's oh, it's so frustrating to watch him. He like. He, it's like a, it's like a, what do you call it? Like a, like a, one of those like circular places that you like drive around in, you know what I mean? Like a roundabout. It's like mm-hmm. all roads go back to her doing something and he just like completely skips. Hey, Johnny, what about you? You? No, you? Maybe this might be you? No, nope. Just going, okay, back to bow. Okay, great, cool. This is very healthy. Um, so Bow asks Johnny how he's been feeling since the last time he tried to break up with her. And... <laughs> Johnny is like, well, you know, I really didn't expect it to be this hard. And, you know, I thought everything was going to be smooth sailing until we hit like a hard path. But I didn't expect that it was basically the opposite. And like, we've been having all these rough patches without the commitment of uh, liking each other. Um, So then he just says like, you know, I don't have the investment with you of already being in love with somebody and wanting to fight for our relationship. And Bao says, I've been in all in from day one. Mm -hmm. And when Johnny asks if she feels like he's not invested, she's like, well, I feel like it wavers. And this is where he turns it back around on her and starts saying, like, well, do you know my heart? Do you know what I'm feeling? Why don't you just ask me if if that's how you feel? Why don't you ask me that in the moment? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, (laughs) you make yourself pretty clear. Like, what is to be misinterpreted from if we were at this, if we were dating and this happened, I would have been out because you've said that multiple times. Like there's nothing else to decipher from that. She gets it. (laughs) And she had a great point telling him, okay, if we were dating, you'd be done at this point, but do you have to say that? I mean, what does it help in the situation for her to know if this were different, she'd be so dumped. (laughs) Yeah. She would say and thought in his mind, like that doesn't help anybody in a relationship. But yeah, he really kind of went in on her about, do you do you know everything about me? Um, do you know my heart? Um, just you know, if you just ask me questions, ask me, ask me how I'm feeling. But when she does, we get this. Yeah, exactly. And like you're right, it's 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 emotionally abusive to for to to perpetually or repeatedly tell somebody like if x were different i would have dumped you like that's mean it's so mean um and then val says like you know when you say things like that it doesn't make me feel good and in a confessional johnny tries to talk about how like this is the fight like oh i didn't want to do this 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 was exactly what i didn't want to do i this is not the fight that i wanted to have and we now we're having the same fight over and over okay uh, to point to Nikayla, like, let's talk about the origins of this because it's always you. It's always Johnny. It, it's so frustrating. And he's talking like, I want to make the best of things, but all I can see are red flags. And I was like, well, maybe because the red flags are surrounding you and you can't see past your own red flags to see what a gem you have in this woman. This woman who is like giving you so much grace that you do not deserve at this point. Like, to me, Bao has clearly been to therapy <laughs> mm-hmm. and like 
she definitely communicates in a way that is like, oh, this is like professional shit. Like she communicates way better than I do for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> so yeah, great. She's got never-ending patience for him, and he does not deserve it. Do you think at this point, because they did have a history and knew each other in the past, that 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 has helped them or that that is hurting them at this point? Um, I think Bao thinks that it's helping them, but I think it's actually not that beneficial because I think she's using that as like, oh, I know him. And so like, I think she's being nicer to him than he deserves. And I don't know if he really thinks about Bao. So I'm not sure if this affects Johnny at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, to me, she's still stuck in that one-year-old text message where he stood her up at the art gallery and Mm -hmm. this is her part two, her do-over, and she's still in the mindset of, oh, Johnny's my crush. She's not seeing him with the eyes of today, and Johnny's a a jerk. Yeah. I think the fact that they did know each other in the past and he did not pursue her is hurting them at this point because I think he's realizing all the reasons why he didn't ever pursue her in the past. Um, I think he's trying, but I think he's been trying just to see if they can be intimate. Um, Uh, Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Johnny and Ryan are arm in arm searching high and low around Houston for that spark that they don't have for their partner. And maybe they'll find it. Maybe they'll find it on that penthouse suite. <laughs> 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 they are searching spark. Um, but yeah, I think their history is is hurting them at this point. And, and he is, he's getting a lot more chances and patience than he deserves. Yeah. It's almost like, like watching like a like a nineties movie where like the nerd gets with the popular person and then you're like, gosh, I wonder what happened to them after. And this I think this is what this is why they don't show. This is what happens is that he's a jerk and she is giving him too much credit because she's been carrying this flame for him this whole time. Mm, the whole time. But they don't show. Um so what does Johnny say? Oh, Johnny then tells Bao that he has not felt a spark for her since the wedding, but he's still looking for it and he believes it can happen. And damn it, he's going to be here every day until he can find it. And of course, we know that he's going to find that spark in her vagina later, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, So the experts give a couple things we get, a couple little activities. We start with the love questions, the Hmm. standard questions that they ask, like, have you ever been in love? How do you know when you're in love? What can I do? What can your partner do to get to that love stage? Um, I feel like usually, I haven't watched every season. I've watched maybe six or seven at this point. And I feel like usually they get to that love card later in the season. This feels like very premature. You guys are like two and a half weeks in. <laughs> like, Can we get to that like after the month anniversary? This seems very early. You could be right. Um, the one thing I noticed about this season's cards were no one no one could hand deliver them. They had to leave them at the door, knock and run. Yeah. Why is this? Why is yeah. this 
on this show logo card. I mean, just all typed out in one. What happened to the old fishbowl? Remember one of the experts? Fishbowls and they'd have to pull from the fishbowl. No, you're getting it all on one top 10 card. (laughs) One card. With no one around. Yep. Can't pay for the postage because, yeah, you're right. They're pretty, they're sinking all their money into this rent. (laughs) They can't even have a hand delivery. Um, So, I don't know. There was, there was like a very quick, like kind of throwaway, but also not because it was just like one more glimpse into Jose's, um, uh, you know, quirks. I'm putting it nicely, um, where he basically harasses Rachel for not. Uh, dispensing the toothpaste in the way that he feels is necessary now (laughs) granted i mean we could have a conversation about like people who just squeeze it down the middle but like i don't care jose like just shut up (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't want to hear it and you know um michaela brought that up as well about zach squeezing toothpaste yes yes and I thought, what is with the toothpaste on this season? I'm a toothpaste crusher. Mm. Um, and if that would keep me from ever have being matched with Jose, I'm fine with that. I'm just going to randomly squeeze tubes in the grocery store just to keep it going. Um, yeah, he, he likes to pick at Rachel. And are they always brushing their teeth? <laughs> Together? Yeah, it- <laughs> Very strange. Like you're married, right? Yes or no? Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know this sort of life. Um, I don't know what happens with people in their, their teeth. I I (laughs) need that time personally, like alone to me, bathroom time is alone time. Don't come in the shower. Don't like, unless we really have to go somewhere and it makes sense. Like, I don't want you joining me in the shower. That's private time. Okay. Bathroom, private time, toothbrushing private time like I'm gonna be tweezing things I don't need you to see that like just leave me alone so I don't get this life so you're gonna have to explain it to me yeah no I we do not um brush together as a form of bonding um again I'm gonna do things in the bathroom that women have to do that you may not ever be able to get out of your head or unsee Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I just feel like for them, like everything is done together at the same time. He's just right up under her. Um, and it's it's always the teeth brushing thing and the dental thing. And I tell you what, if my husband had ever offered to brush my teeth, we would uh, know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to crush my toothpaste later. Just as a, an act of protest. Um, yeah, it's, it's, Jose very clearly has this like very specific idea of what he thinks like a heterosexual marriage is like. And no, thank you. Like it's just very commercial. Mm. <laughs> and I don't, it, it's very strange to me. Um, then they do goat yoga, which again was like really nothing to talk about. The goats were very cute. Yes. Rachel took one look at him holding a baby goat and was like, oh my God, babies. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay, girl. Um, so back to Bao and Johnny, they do the question game. 
they both admit to having been in love before. And when Johnny asks Bao what it takes for her to fall in love, she says, well, a lot. It takes a lot. Um, she's like, I just, you know, like, I, I just want to somebody to be like a hundred percent open and honest with me, Johnny. And I want us to both accept each other flaws and all Johnny unconditional love, Johnny. That's what I would want. Um, so then Johnny adds on to that. And he says, you know, at the same time, there needs to be an emotional attachment and sparks and, you know, the, like, I can't wait to turn off the lights part. And I'm hoping that's what we get to. Oh my God, Johnny. Johnny, you have turned these questions into a drinking game. Right. <laughs> or he's, you take a sip after every question or answer. I don't know. I thought, why are we turning this into a drinking game? This is Agreed. so juvenile. Um, you know, again, Bao was taking it seriously and, and answering honestly and looking him in the face when she answered these questions. And you know, when she told him, I'm very lucky that you're my husband, and he said, you've got to stop saying things like that to me, I took it a different way than her. You know, she said, why? Because it gets you in the feels and poked his chest. And, and he said, yeah, but I feel like he wants her to stop saying those kind of things because he knows he's not going to stick around. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like he's very into like a quick compliment and it was wrapped up in the sex for sure because I feel like this is going to come back to bite her in the ass. Like he's mm-hmm. going to find some way to make like, "Oh, well, we had sex because, you know, you opened the door and blah blah blah." Like I didn't really I didn't think we were ready for that, but like, uh, whatever. I, I, I something about this is just it's going to come back to haunt her, unfortunately. And I don't, I don't like it. And I, I felt like she said something about how she feels like um, the way that they're going about romance and intimacy feels very middle school. And mm-hmm. rather than asking her like why she feels that way, because I would be very curious <laughs> um, if it's for me in the situation, um, he decides to talk about how, um sex again he decides to pivot right towards sex and how he learned about sex in middle school and he learned that through hentai which if you guys don't know and i'm not super familiar but it's basically like i think japanese porn cartoon porn i think that's what it is um and somehow that doesn't horrify her and she's actually kind of into it Mm. (laughs) i'm sex positive like cartoons are fine you know they're whatever whatever you gotta do um it's not gonna be a turn on for me but you know okay (laughs) um that explained her comment a little bit more in my eyes about it being a little more middle school he um he's very geeky and even in telling her where he learned about sex with that cartoon porn he was as giddy and goofy about it as if he were seeing it in the you know boys locker room for the first time and in the channel he's telling the producers what it is and his ears are as red as his shirt he is so goofy silly about it that i thought Okay, but she loved it. Like you said, she loves his geeky little britches and just rolled 
right on with it. And it wasn't soon after that that they were in the bedroom. Yeah, they rolled right into the bedroom. He was like, oh, girl, let's let's do it right now. And then all we hear is the door clicking and her saying, I think we need to take these mics off. Mm. Okay. Um, you record that day? <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. Like, okay, I haven't done in a while. <laughs> I was certainly wondering that too. Um, then we see later a clip of them in bed and <clears throat> Bao's filming and she's talking about how the pillow wall has been taken down between them and she's now the big spoon and and she's slowly crawling her way into Johnny's heart like a parasite. So <laughs> maybe not complimentary towards you, girl, but okay. I mean, it's the episode of Metaphors, and we'll have another one from Jose later, and I'm just tired of speaking in code um, (laughs) to people this episode with the most ridiculous metaphors. But, yeah, that was a cute little moment just documenting the pillows gone, and uh, they are, they have consummated, and we will see if that improves things for them. Yeah. I also found it absolutely unwell that Johnny was pretending to be asleep, even though he clearly was not. Because he's a creep. I mean, let's be real. He's creepy all around. Um, He was... uh, No. Exactly. (laughs) Moving on to another creep. Um, Brett and Ryan. So they do their questions. Brett asks Ryan if he's ever been in love before, and he's like, well, my answer is I think so, but who knows? So then he says that he thinks that he's been in love with twice. And Brett says that she thinks she's also been in love twice. Um, And then Ryan asks Brett what it would take for her to fall in love. And she says, the reciprocation is the main thing. And then she tells Ryan that she's starting to feel the feeling that she wants to feel for him. But she wants to know more about how he feels, if that makes sense. It was a lot, a lot of feelings in there. Um, Ryan says, I think we're on the right path, but I just don't think, uh, we're there yet emotionally or physically, which means that you're not on the right path, right? <laughs> to me, but okay. Um, so then Brad asks Ryan, what would it, what would it take to make him fall in love? And he sighs and he's like, uh, I don't really know because I'm still waiting to feel things that are you know, happening a little bit slower than I have anticipated. Again, clearly he's talking about how he wants to have sex with her. Mm. Which is like, ugh. Then he reveals that, like, most of his relationships in the past have been um, where the girl has felt emotions and he has felt them much later and it's been sort of a, like, too little, too late thing. So, like, I think we should pause here and just recall all the times in the beginning where Ryan, Ryan's sister, Ryan's parents, his friends all said that he falls in love super quickly and Uh, that it's like, he, he even said, I will, I could for sure fall in love in eight weeks verbatim. He said that. And now he's saying, Oh, well, in my past, I've been like kind of a slow burner and women have gotten frustrated with me. It feels less like the truth and more like a warning, Mm. you know, (laughs) like, I think this is how it's going to go. Like, I feel like you're going to have feelings for me very quickly and I'm not going to get there. And this is also like the thing that fuck boys do where 
I feel like a guy will say something like that. And then the woman won't read between the lines because he's not being fully honest. But then when it comes to breakup time, he's going to be like, oh, well, I told you this is how I am. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Their their segment with this card was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Brett's a smart woman. She's um, been in love twice for sure. Like like you said, she knows what that feels like and the progression of that. And I I wrote down too. I'm I'm confused. Um, they made it sound like Ryan can smell perfume and fall in love with whoever's wearing it. Right. Just constant woman after woman, but then he's telling her. So I, I kind of came to this conclusion when Ryan gets with a good woman, someone that would be good to him, faithful to him is probably the best for him. He can't get there. Yeah. He, he's falling in love quickly with these um, girls that maybe don't have a lot of substance or maybe are just there for a good time and don't give him a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. He is slower to realize that he's the good one until they leave. I, I think she was taking a lot of that information in. She she did some <laughs> some sighs and some mm-hmm's that I thought she knows not to keep putting into this if he's not going to show her anything in return. He makes very little eye contact, very little eye contact with her, and that bothers me. Me too. He he rarely. It's not even. It's almost like. Not only does he not look at her, he often doesn't even look in her direction. <laughs> it's like very strange. It's like, he is usually like she's facing towards him. Like body language experts would have a field day with them because mm-hmm. he's almost always not even pointing his body in her direction, and oh. it's it's sad. And you're right, Brett is a smart girl. She obviously knows on some level that there's a disconnect between them. Yes. Like, I think she's just afraid to admit it. And I would like to know why that is. I mean, a lot of it, I'm sure, has to do with the fact that she's, like, married to him and she wants to make the best of it. But, uh, yeah, it, it it really darks me out. I feel so bad for her. Do you think they've been intimate? No. Nope. Okay. I think it's, like, kind of a weird cycle of, like, she wants to have that emotional connection and then she'll take it physical, but like he wants the physical first. Yeah. And then like, kind of like Bao and Johnny, although I think Bao was a lot more open to being sexual than Brett was. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah. I think there's like this weird dance that they're doing. They're not communicating and they're very clearly like, I don't think Ryan is stupid either. Like, he knows what he's doing. And he knows wh- how she feels and what's happening. And they're doing this very strange dance where they're, like, kind of telling each other their feelings, but kind of not. And I just wish that they would get down to it. I wish they would get down to it. And like Ayanla says, call a thing a thing. Yeah. Ryan, Brian, just tell her. I'm I'm not physically there. I don't know if I'll get there. I'm willing to keep trying and doing things together to see if that will grow for me. Um, but stop telling her that y'all are on the right path and you can yeah. see it when you clearly don't. And then there is a little throwaway clip before they got to their segment where he's walking over to the couch with some blueberries. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, do you want any of these blueberries? Because I'm about to crush them. Why do you have to be a bro 24-7 with the blueberries? Just do you want some of these? If not, I'm going to finish them off. Like, why do you have to talk like that? Yeah, oh, he talk to her like that's his roommate, you know? Oh, that's so true. It's, it's very platonic. Very platonic. Oh. Um, and it just breaks my heart for her. Um, so getting back to Mirla and Gil, they do the questions. They said they've both been in love before. And Gil asks Mirla how she knew when she was in love. And she said, you know, it's like when you want to spend your every day with everybody or with that person. And you think about having a family with the guy. And then they get to the question of, like, what it would take to fall in love. And Mirla says that, like, for her, she appreciates words. But those words have to be followed by actions and acts of service. And then we had this like weird pivot to Gil's chocolate chip addiction, chocolate chip cookie addiction. She's like, you know, like I noticed that you eat chocolate chip cookies every day. And also that you ordered two dozen (laughs) more, (laughs) which feels agreed. Like as somebody who is a self-proclaimed cookie monster myself, like that's a bridge too far. I know he probably burns a lot of calories. Like, doing his firefighter hero shit. But, like, that's a lot of cookies, my guy. <laughs> like small. They look small. <laughs> they look somewhat small. I'm, I'm going to let him have his cookies. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, I was totally on his side, though, when she started talking about how maybe they could uh, start doing keto-friendly chocolate chip cookies. And he was like, absolutely not. Those shouldn't <laughs> even be able to be called chocolate chip cookies and frankly i think that there might be some copyright infringement happening so (laughs) (laughs) he had a point he had a point with that um so the next question was like do you think you're in love now and mirla says that she's uh trying to be more thoughtful about that because she wants to make sure that she's choosing love like she wants to make sure that she's thinking about this with her brain and not her heart which okay how do you feel about Mirla? The Mirla on the matchmaking episodes was not the Mirla I saw on wedding day. Okay. The, the Mirla on wedding day took me by surprise. Um, she was not what I had in my head, who she was as far as being open and ready and laid back. Wedding day, um, wow. Uh, she She had a lot of opinions and... Um, you know, was dissing her friends. I don't know if she even realized how she was. She didn't seem happy um, she, or excited. Yeah. But, so what was she like on the, the matchmaking special? Because I didn't watch it. The matchmaking special, special, she was very open and honest, especially when Dr. Pepper went and met her at her apartment, talked about her past and why she's wanting to do this and what home was like for her growing up. There was domestic violence in the past and how she's worked really hard um, to make the life that she has because she wants to, um, you know, have a different situation when she gets married, but she really wants that person and to start building her life. And she got a little emotional when she mm-hmm. was on Pepper. And then come wedding day, she was almost militant with her responses and the kiss on the cheek and I'm not changing my name and I'm not doing this. It was, 
it was different for me to see. I feel like she's loosened up quite a bit um, as the season has gone on. I think that she does like Gil. I think Gil is actually really good for her um, because he does keep it light. He's not taking anything too personal. He really tries to make her laugh, um, mostly at her expense. Mm -hmm. But like you said, she does take that really well. She's also very smart and self-aware. She knows how high-strung she is and and um, particular she is. And so for him to joke at that, she's she's not overly sensitive with those things about herself. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I really have high hopes for them. I think maybe the trajectory they're going on is one that works. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, I think this has a good shot. I agree. I actually think I would put them at number one with the most potential out of the couples. Okay. Um, I, I think this is why I like her. Like, because you're right. Like she doesn't take herself too seriously. Like she is who she is, but like, she will take him getting those jokes off on her like very well. And I think it would be one thing if she was also sensitive but I, now that I know she can, like, handle him ribbing her, I don't really care that she complains that much because she she gets back what she gives. And I, I don't mind that. Um, but I think that he needs to let go of this financial stuff and her, like, materialistic stuff. I, it just doesn't bother me as much as it seems to bother him. It, it bothers him more than he's ever going to say. I think I think any man whether they'll admit it or not still maybe feels pressured to provide for her in that way. And she's not asking for that. And I think as, as soon as he realizes he doesn't have to keep up with her, he doesn't have to provide that same level of um, financial stability or purchases. He can chill a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, in her day to day, she does not look extravagant. Um, you know, she may have bought some some designer pieces and things that she likes, but she doesn't seem overall just really high maintenance. I agree. And I think that, um, yeah, once he lets go of that, I think it's going to be a much smoother sailing for him, for them. Because, um, like, if somebody told you on paper, and I was having a conversation with my sister about this earlier, like, if somebody said to you, oh, you know, I do, I shop two to three times a year and I do like a big shop that on paper isn't really that big of a deal. Like mm -hmm. to me, that seems perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. It's not like she's shopping every day. It doesn't seem like she has an addiction. And so if a couple times a year she wants to treat herself to me, that's like normal. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, it's, it's definitely not something to have like a whole big deal about. He's also admitted he hasn't been in a relationship in, what, eight years? Yeah. So it's been a long time for him to maybe see how things like that work in a relationship with a woman who has a career and has her own situation together. So um, it's new for him. Um, but I, I still think they get along well. They get each other. And I think they genuinely like each other. I do, too. I, they have, like, I'm thinking, like, multiple seasons. We rarely see people have, like, that sort of, like, comfort, jokey relationship. 
on the show and I like it. I think it's refreshing. Yeah, it is. It's nice. They, they're fun to watch. They are. They are. Um, Jose and Rachel, not fun to watch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They do the questions. Jose asks Rachel what it'll take to fall in love. And she says, you know, more understanding. And then she kind of sheepishly is like, you know, and maybe you can listen to me a little bit more. Can we try that? And <laughs> it's like a huge problem, but, um, you know, he tries to do this like machismo, like, oh, well, you know, like I don't listen. Cause you know, like I'm a guy. And then he kind of has to like, give it up and be like, okay, well maybe that's a bit of a cop out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, bro, it, that's not an excuse. You being a man is not an excuse for anything. Okay. Just so we know that everybody listens. That's not a reason to be shitty. Um, So then, I don't know. He says something like, I used to listen really well until I got married. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Great. He's like, you stopped working out and you stopped doing this and you stopped doing that. So like, you know, maybe there's something to that. Like you've been waiting this whole lifetime. You've been setting up your whole adult life for this woman. And now it seems like you're just like, well, I got her. Bye. Great. I can just do whatever. And just not even listen to this woman. You guys are two weeks into your relationship and you Mm -hmm. can't pay attention to her. (laughs) Well, that's. He is hyperactive. Yes. He is OCD and hyperactive because I feel like most men, if you said, I really feel like it would help me if you listened to me more, most smart men would not immediately start talking. Right. (laughs) He immediately started talking about, well, then why don't we do this? Why don't anything you tell me to do, you tell me twice? No. Um, Are you my child? Right. <laughs> I wrote down, Rachel, put it on the whiteboard. Okay. Put right. it on the board because he's going to follow that hell or high water. So yeah. just like right. put it in the corner where his credit score is. He'll pay attention. <laughs> in your brightest expo marker, <laughs> what you need him to do for that day. Right. He's a monster. I cannot stand this man. Um, <laughs> you find him do you feel like he is controlling yes but I think it's control not because he wants to be in a controlling relationship I just think that he just has this idea of how things should look and he doesn't care about how they get there as long I don't know it's he he's very controlling but I Maybe controlling is not the right word. I'm going to have to think about that. There's, there is an element of control. Mm. For sure. I, kind of like Johnny and Bao, I feel like, does Rachel even need to be here half the time? Because she doesn't, it doesn't really think like, seem like he's taking her into consideration. Mm. I've thought about this way more than I probably should. I... <laughs> I don't find him controlling. I find people that are very opinionated and set in their ways, it can come across as controlling. I don't find him controlling with her. I find him very opinionated with how he wants things to go 
and how he wants things to be run in his life. And Mm -hmm. I think that really came across when he finally explained that he had been in a long-term relationship with a woman, which I was blown away. (laughs) I mean, he was in the presence of a woman for a long time. I don't know if she, I would like to know if she thought she was in a relationship with him. That was, uh, yeah, this like conversation about how like, oh, I was with somebody for four years. He said he never told her, her that he loved her. And that the reason why is because he didn't see a future with her because she already had children. And basically he didn't use the term. I don't want to use woman, but he may as well have said that because it was just like, I just want everything to be new. Like, I don't want to have kids from another relationship. Like he acted like she was like a, like a lemon, just like a clunker at the used car dealership that he was like, well, I'll do this now because like, I need a car, but like, this is not for me in the long run. A hundred percent. And he, he made the comment. I just could not get past that. She had kids. What would get past look like for you? She gives them away. Right. (laughs) How would you ever get past that? First of all, did she have those kids on you? Because if not, you knew that going into dating her wasted four years of this lady's life. Yeah. And really the children's life. Because, like, were you involved in their lives? Like, I need to know a lot more about this situation. Because for me, and this is only speaking for myself, like, I don't necessarily think that like marriage is like something that I need but if I'm gonna be in a long-term years-long relationship with you like you better want to marry me (laughs) otherwise what are we doing like that should at least be on the uh, an option you know like otherwise like what's happening if you don't see a long-term commitment with somebody then why would you be in a long-term relationship with them and you you can know that a year in. You don't have to spend four years trying to figure out if you're going to marry this lady. I didn't get the sense that they lived together. It sounds like they were together a lot. Um, and like you said, I'm sure he was around her kids and was involved with the kids. How can you not be? But it just all sounded so hurtful because um, at the end of it, you have to end it because you have kids. I mean, what is she supposed to do with that? You're, right. you're not even ending it on on the basis of anything she can help or anything that you didn't already know about. It just sounded very selfish and like a hurtful situation. Um, and and it came it came back to me thinking Jose just does not know who he is. He he knows who he thinks he's supposed to be, but yes, but maybe yes. relationships aren't aren't for him. I, that that's that would be my the answer to my question or your question of do I think he's controlling? I think he has like an idea of what things are supposed to be. It, it's it's yeah. I don't think there's something dark going on with Jose, mm-hmm. and I don't want to like you know put that out there. But I just think yeah. there's like something going on that yeah I don't know if he's got a lot of growing up to do he's massively insecure massively insecure and 
I don't think, yeah, I don't think he really knows himself to even know what he needs or wants in a relationship. Yeah, no, he, he, he's, he's, he's a conflicted young man. And I, I wonder sometimes watching him, what is he like to supervise or manage at work? Because he just seems like any type of change in the workplace and he is rapid cycling, (laughs) like not, not okay with like the trash cans over here today. He's so annoying. You know, he was like the first one at the office to ask for a standing desk and it makes everybody else do them. Like there's probably a lot of like office things that he implements that he like nobody wants, but they force him and he just like won't shut up. He seems very annoying, honestly. Uh, every office supply is labeled with his name. Like he, <laughs> he all right. I he must sleep really well at night because he stays amped like when he's up. It's- <laughs> Yeah, he probably gets a solid, like a deep sleep. Just running, running, running. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com um, Moving to Michaela. Well, Rachel does say something that I want to talk about. She says, like, after he says that he had been in that long-term relationship with ever, without ever having said I love you, she says, you know, I wonder if I might be the next victim of that, which really paints a picture as to what she does later. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so Michaela and Zach go out on a date and Zach is talking in a confessional about how he feels like experiences like that are going to help them to move forward. But you could tell even then that he like wasn't really trying to be there. Like he really wasn't invested. He definitely still has like his walls up um he says they they said that neither of them have really been in love before and then Michaela says that she had like two situations where she felt like it could be love but circumstances happened like one moved out of state I'm not sure what the other issue but it seemed like not a not a communication breakdown but just a circumstance mm-hmm. which is interesting um so uh what did she say oh then zach says like he's jealous because he's never even thought that he could be in love with somebody and that, um yeah that was a weird thing to say he says like he has an idea of like what love is and in the past and much like johnny he's had and and uh, boxes that need to be checked and that if one of them felt was not like 
checked, then it was like an issue. These guys are like deeply flawed. <laughs> Every one of them. And, and they're all in the same way. Usually there's like one fuckboy in the season, but all of them, with the exception of Gil, uh-huh. are like very insecure in a very in all the same way. And that's weird to me. Zach also makes very little eye contact. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've seen very little of their day-to-day. They are always already at a place, <laughs> like date night. Yeah. Did yeah. come together? How did y'all get here? All of a sudden, it's the cameras are on. They're at this venue. Kind of like when, at the beginning of the episode, all of a sudden, he's showing back up to the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, even later, he's just showing back up to the apartment. What are y'all doing? Is he just showing up for obligation, things that he has to do? Because I don't see them spending any time together outside of these little snippets of time that they have to talk about something. Right. Yeah. Because like we see Johnny and Bow at the house or Brett and Ryan, and it's like they're clearly have been there and they've been hanging mm-hmm. out with each other and they're like sitting down to film. Whereas, yeah, it seems like Zach is just clocking in and ready for a shift. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not 100% sure he's living there. It doesn't uh, seem like it. Maybe she's not 100% living there. I I don't know. I He does get a little ahead of himself and stutter um, mm-hmm. and make very little eye contact. Again, I felt like on this date night, she was very guarded. Yes. She just watched his reactions to everything before she really said a lot. Yeah. I did notice that she made a face when he started talking about, like, the checking the boxes. And if, you know, if they weren't all checked, then he found an issue. And she was like, okay, well, what was on your checklist? Like, let's open up that, <laughs> that box. So he says, looks, of course, looks was number one. Mm. Um ambition, intelligence, to be able to be adaptable, trustworthy, honest, loyal, maturity, whatever. Just like all those basic buzzwords that people say that they're looking for. Um, In a confessional, Michaela says that she feels like his requirements are kind of stringent for her. (laughs) And um, they'll just have to see. She's like, you know, like, what if I can only do some of those? And I'm like, well, I mean, even though he had a long list, they were all, like, pretty good words. And I feel like if you come to me personally and say, like, yes, I can be, um, I'm attractive, I'm ambitious, I'm intelligent, but I can't give you the honesty and loyalty and maturity, I'd be like, okay, well, bye. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. This is this is the part of Michaela that I don't like to see because she comes across just beat down. Yeah. Now she thinks she's not any of these things because mm-hmm. she was wild and out once. So if she really looked at, I mean, she's a beautiful girl. She gorgeous. Is, she is a gorgeous girl. She is ambitious. She's intelligent. She's adaptable. She's doing this show. I think yeah. she's trustworthy. I don't think she's out there just trying to you know, get with the next guy. I think she's probably fiercely loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's all these on this list and she's immediately thinking, I, I'm just not going to um, stack up for him. And I love how he put at the end, how they handle conflict. Bullshit, Zach. That was never on your list, but you're going to tonight 
to trigger her that that was on your list all along and she's already failed it. Yep. So please, yep. that was on your list. You you are a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the other episode, because she, you never had that on your list. Stop doing that. And that's what's bothering me about him. He's doing this. She is dying inside, you know, three feet away from him. And then he's like, but I'm happy at AF. Right. <laughs> like, oh, this is a good time. And I feel like we're moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. Where you been? When did you get happy AF? Right. Right. <laughs> and again, like, he deals in these absolutes, like, times like these are important. And, you know, really the past couple, I haven't, I wasn't feeling good a couple days ago, but like, now I see we're good. Like, what? Because you had two drinks? Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so then the next, the next, the experts have the couples plan a date night for one another. So Rachel and Jose have dinner. They have pizza. Um, Jose says that I noticed that you had been mentioning that you wanted coasters. So here's a bunch of Scrabble tiles and some particle board and some hot glue. Let's have a little pizza party and a glue party. Uh, Which was like cute, but it's also like, sir, no. do you just like troll Pinterest for things that couples do? No, Jose is cheap, and he would make them make their own posters. <laughs> no, he, she was like, I could we have just gone to Target to get some? Like <laughs> that wasn't in the budget on the whiteboard, so we're gonna make our own coasters. Right. Oh. He, he probably like went to a garage sale to like get two Scrabble games, and was like, okay, I'll pay two for fifty cents. And I have some old scrap and some hot glue and let's have a party. And 80% vowels and we're just going <laughs> to figure out some words here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so Rachel says that when Jose had mentioned early about never having been in love, it kind of stuck with her. And she asks Jose if there was anything that she said that made him feel the same way like was there anything that i have ever said that made you feel like oh this is something that might be like a red flag or a situation so he was like well when we were out on the catamaran on our honeymoon you did raise your hand about cheating so i have been thinking about that and so she says that she was in an eight-year relationship two years into that relationship she was out with her girls drinking ran into an ex things happened Obviously, that guy forgave her because they remained in a relationship for another six years. Um, but Jose is like, well, I he says in a confessional, like, you know, I don't really want to say this, but I also feel like once a cheater, always a cheater. So, you know, before I can really even get to that love thing, I need to know if I can trust her. And it's like, well, <laughs> what is she going to say? Like, no, you can't trust me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not going to get what you want out of this conversation. Like, so, okay. Like you're going to be like, can I trust you? She's going to say yes. And if she cheats on you, you know, it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> who's going to ever say no to the question of, can you trust me? He is, he's so hell bent on proving that his marriage is going to be better than his parents was mm -hmm. that he can't, he cannot just trust the process. He he just wants to prove so bad that he's going to get married once and that's it. 
I don't think his dad is thinking that much about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and his marriage success. I mean, I don't think he's waiting for Jose to prove anything to him. Um, you know, if, if Jose's feelings are if you cheat, that's a deal breaker for me. That's that's fine. That's his prerogative. Um, but in my mind, what what's worse? She cheated. She confessed to it. He forgave her and they moved on for quite a while or dating a woman with kids for four years and dragging her around. Uh, hello. Thank you. Hello. And also like, okay, if you were, how old is Rachel? Like, let's say she's 32 at the most. Yeah. If she had just broken up with that guy right before joining that show, that would have meant that she was like 26 at the top at most when this happened. Mm -hmm. So do we need to be judging people for a situation that did not happen in your relationship? Something that somebody did in their early 20s or, you know, even mid 20s. But I think she would have had to, she had to have been even er, er, younger than that. So let's say like maybe this happened when she was 22. Like everybody fucks up when they're 22. Everybody does something wrong. Do we need to like bring this into your current marriage? I don't think so. Yeah, she should have never raised her her drink to that. Rachel, some things just need to die with you. Right. <laughs> Especially know, know your husband at this point. You should know that kind of stuff is not going to be okay with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, zip our lip on anything else that is not relevant to this marriage because he is going to hang on to it. I, I totally, totally agree. To be and like, it, what what's going to happen if you have another girl's night? Like, sir, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what, is she not allowed to go outside now because she cheated on somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> You know she's thinking, oh, here I here I'm in for the questions now. But again, with the metaphor, you know, my brother-in-law said, if you go to a barbershop enough, you're going to get a haircut. Speak right. to people, plain language people. That's it. Just- <laughs> right. We don't have to be talking and, around this. And then he had to mansplain it to her. You know, meaning if you go to a barbershop enough, you know, you're, you're going to want to get a haircut. Thank you, Jose. <laughs> so, like... If you go to the club enough with your girlfriend, with your girls, you're going to cheat. Like, that doesn't even work. So, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, they're whack. I mean, she just says, like, the only way to trust me is to just wait and see, which is really the most honest thing that somebody can say. Like, and he should take that. He should take that. Um, moving on to Mirla and Gil. Gil says that he's, like, determined to get to that next level because... He now knows that with Mirla, she is thinks that love is a conscious choice that you make and not something that you just fall into. So they're in the bed. She's looking at her phone. He pulls out some like cocoa butter and was like, can I give you a foot massage, which is not something that she ever asked for. So (laughs) I also don't really know what this has to do with uh, them potentially falling in love. But he's like, oh, girl, get ready because you're about to you're in for like the foot massage of your life. And she's like clicking tap, tap, tapping on her phone through Instagram probably. And it's like, uh, yeah, okay. (laughs) This is like maybe a five, maybe we could work on some like high touch areas or pressure points. You know, this isn't really doing it for me, but it's also not bad enough that I'm going to say no. So let's make that clear. (laughs) Um, Then 
I don't know. It's just like Gil says it's been really hard to find things that Mirla likes, but he's not going to give up. And then everybody gets a text from Jose. He invited them to his house mm-hmm. um, for a barbecue. And I just love that moment where like Brett and Ryan get the text and uh, Ryan's like, oh, he's going to be living his best life. Cause she's like, oh, I already know that this guy's a weirdo. He's going to be giving us a tour. I wonder if he brought the whiteboard from the apartment back to the house just to show everybody where it was. Um, gosh, he's such a nightmare. <laughs> such a nightmare. Um, then what happens? Uh, oh, a couple of the husbands start talking about how they had never seen Michaela before and how this was going to be the first time that they were going to see her. And Ryan actually made me laugh and he's like well i hope she's even there since apparently she left two times in 24 hours so hope i get to meet her at all <laughs> mm. uh, so bow and johnny then have a date and i didn't appreciate that bow had to come up with this <laughs> all of the things that johnny liked here's some beers we can do a beer tasting you like fried chicken it's on the way um here's the dartboard you said you like that here's i've even like leveled up by finding a dartboard that you shoot with nerf guns like a whole thing and this little bitch johnny is like he started (laughs) off saying like i'm really excited but then in a confessional he's like this is the first time that bows planned something on her own to show me how well that she knows me and fuck off like she doesn't have to be doing anything you should be doing this you should be showing how well do you know Bao? And uh, I would love to know the answer to that question. Johnny, there's nothing to know about you, really. Uh, what is <laughs> it? Oh, you're you're a bro. You like the bar scene, the bar food, the bar games. Okay, um, b- but yeah, what what do you know about Bao except stuff from college that you're still complaining about and projecting onto her at this point she did a great job and and bless her little heart she even had the backs of the different beers like numbered (laughs) i don't know if she did a taste or like a quiz for him but they panned to that and she had them all numbered um she she really put some thought into that i thought she did a really great job and he did like it he he saw the thought that she she put into that he did, but then he turned it around to be like, oh, well, finally that bitch was listening to me, so I finally can <laughs> get what I want. Like, I can't and, stand him. Turn this into a game to get her naked again. Let's let's make the darts into a sexual game. I mean... Right. Like, okay, if I win, then I get to do whatever I want to you in the bedroom, and if you win, we get to do whatever I want in the bedroom, basically. <laughs> <laughs> And Johnny, you are not kinky. You're not doing anything extra in the bedroom. Come on. You've already told us you, you don't like anything frisky or quirky. So hey, she's going to get straight missionary for about seven minutes. Okay. I don't know if we need to be making bets on this. Um, read the book that her friends gave you, nor will you ever. Right. You're not, you didn't even know what a papaya was, much less how to eat one. So there you go. Um, so everybody gets to Jose's house. He is so giddy playing Susie Homemaker. He's playing like the Ina to, to, to uh, Rachel's Jeffrey. And he even like, was like, Oh, I know some bros are coming. Let me put my hat backwards. Even uh, though that hat was too big for him. And he looked like a child. <laughs> the backwards hat constant. <laughs> like, 
do you have friends? Do you know how humans work? Like, sir, you are... Doesn't no. he work for NASA? Like, you're better than this, bro. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm like, I don't... I cannot understand what his co-workers are like, and what what is... It's always with the backwards hat. <laughs> you don't have to, like, prove anything, Jose. It's okay. Mm. You can take that off. Um... So I loved this part was so funny to me. Mirla shows up and she's like, well, this is really not my thing. Like, I don't like barbecue. Uh, I think I've been to like one and maybe three years since I've lived here. I don't like going to people's homes. I'm just not really that extroverted, but I'm really excited to see all the five couples. But like, also at the end of the day, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so <laughs> She's so funny. How do people not like her? I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> like, this is... <laughs> I hate this. This is wonderful. Never coming back again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that the talk were for... I have to do this because I signed up for the show. Uh-huh. And show that crop top outfit that I love to wear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she loves the crop top. She really does. She and loves she a, a crop top athleisure moment. Love it. And she's got a cute little body. I'm not knocking her, but she, she loves a crop top like Jose likes his hat backwards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gil brings up to the group um, like something about like my, you know, uh, my wife thinks that falling in love is a choice. I believe you can fall in love. So like, what do you guys think? And Jose says that this conversation couldn't have come at a better time because, oh. you know, like the love card conversation, the exercise couldn't have come at a better time um, because they needed to talk about that kind of stuff. And it ended up being one of those most beautiful moments of their marriage. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Um, sorry. sorry. Johnny said that I said, Jose, Johnny said that. Um, and so Bao said like, well yeah that night sparks definitely flew and um you know those were the sparks that i hadn't felt since a wedding night so it kind of rekindled something for me um so then zach asks gil if he's gotten his kiss yet and he's like well the short answer is no and the long answer is also no so <laughs> um he's like but the affection has increased since we've uh spoken and i did get to touch her shoulder the other day so things are going really great for us um i noticed that brett kept making faces but even if i hadn't she later says that like being around the group it's kind of making her realize that she and ryan might be behind everybody else mm. she says on one hand she doesn't really like think that anybody else's progress has any bearing on her relationship but it does seem obvious that the couples are having a way more intimacy and communication than she is with ryan and that just made me sad yeah she marilis said she didn't want to be there brett looked like she didn't want to be there yeah he looked yeah. a little downtrodden to me she wasn't real fixed up she was just kind of like eh, everyone's gonna be there i'm gonna have to go um it, it Probably wouldn't have been her choice to go if she could say no. Um, I, I hate those moments. I think we've all been in relationships where, you know, maybe you're out or you're with family or spending a holiday together and you know that it's just not clicking. Yeah. Um, and you can't do anything to fix that. 
because it's not on your end. Mm-hmm. So I, I she's in a situation where like these aren't her like real friends, you know. No. So it's sort of like a weird like acquaintance thing, and like you don't really have an ally there. Like, yeah, the girls seem like perfectly friendly with each other, but they're not like at that level. And especially now that she's seeing all the other women are so happy and are you know further along. I bet she feels even more isolated because she's like, oh, there's not even one person who's like feeling what I'm feeling, you know? Yeah. Well, if Michaela were ever honest with the girls, then she, <laughs> but you know, Michaela likes his still friend. Like he's just the best thing ever. Um, I do appreciate that when Gil was roasting Marilyn in front of eight strangers, um, she just giggled and ate her blueberry cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> she kept just- the <laughs> kept on giggling like yeah that's right <laughs> that's still kiss yet. Um, so I, I appreciate those moments but yeah I feel for Brett because you have Jose and Rachel just staying there having their first baby every time you're around them and it's like what, what kind of support are you going to get mm-hmm. I love to bow later it was like oh god all they do Rachel and Jose is just Smooching, smooching, smooching. Like, I, what is happening with these two people? Like, she can't outstand them. And I love it. I loved it. Um, everybody plays the game of which couple do you think is going to go to I love you first, but also which person in the couple do you think is going to say it? Pretty much everybody thought that Johnny would be the first one. Um, <laughs> even Bao. Bao said it as well. <laughs> and uh, um, some people... I think Zach said he guessed Mirla. Uh, Michaela thought Jose. Johnny voted for Gil. Ryan says he's voting for Bao because he feels like she's got some sort of spreadsheet that's going to lead her there first. And yeah, that, that was about it. Everybody else said Johnny. Um, so then they all like break out into these weird small groups because usually it's like the wives and the husbands, but this time he went co-ed. Yeah. Um, and I like that because I, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, like I want the men to say things and the women to help and, and vice versa. Like I thought that part with like Gil and Ryan, no, not Ryan. It was Gil and Johnny, I think. And they were there with Mirla and I think it was Rachel, maybe Brett. It was Brett. Brett. And I like like Gil was giving some good advice. Uh, so Bao and Rachel and Michaela are hanging out in the kitchen and Bao asks Rachel how she's feeling so far and Rachel's like oh you know everything's great but you know we do have some low points and um, she points out the fact that Jose talks and quotes struggles with listening which is very report card third grade report card um, and how it's caused some issues between them and then we cut to Jose talking to the group about like the process and all of his feelings and they're just looking at him like, wow, guy, you have a lot of things to say. Um, so then Rachel says that she feels like love is coming soon for them. And then it's just like at the tip of their tongue. Mm. Why? Why? <laughs> How do you fall in love with somebody who you admit does not listen to you? How does that happen? Because she wants it to be so bad. <laughs> so dark it's so dark <laughs> you want oh. to be 
so bad. I loved how the couple split up, like you said, co-ed this time. Of course, Jose had them hostage in that bedroom. I was glad Gil was there because Lord knows um, knows. how long (laughs) there. But yeah, I was glad that Gil... It was when Ryan, it was when Brett said, you know, I'm not sure if he even likes me. He said he's, yeah. he's gonna find that spark, and they all did that like, mm-hmm. like thing to be told. Um, yeah, I'm glad he gave her the advice of you need to be asking him these questions. You need to be finding this out because you don't want to be wasting your time. And yeah, it does help for a guy to tell you that. Um, and then of course. Johnny Gill and Ryan outside was just a whole conversation I never needed to be in on. <laughs> just like one fuckboy leading mm. the other. It was, oh Lord. Um, Michaela, like you said, is like trying to present their like best, very like, oh, everything's great. I couldn't have asked for a better man. I couldn't have made a better man than Zach. He's like, Oh, we're so happy. But then she's like, you know, um, we started off really intense. When we hit a low, it was a real low. And it was like ripping those rose-colored glasses off your face. And she's like, you know, we really like each other, but we have to figure out how to be married to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you like each other? I don't know. Um, she calls Zach phenomenal. I can't wait to see the evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Um Outside, Zach is telling Ryan and Johnny that he really does like her, but there have been some red flags that they need to work out. And um, Val tells the girls that things have been really intense between her and Johnny. But, you know, she says it it can be intense because, like, they are both dominant in the same way. And, Val, I don't think that's true. (laughs) I don't think that's true at all. First of all, Johnny is a beta. We'll just we just have to say that. Mm-hmm. So he's not dominant in any way. He's just an asshole. Um, Johnny says that the guys are like, you know, there are a lot of things that we match on, but like we're good ninety percent, ninety seven percent. But like I'm really focused on that three percent, and you know that's like a bad thing. Zach shockingly says that he does the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it just, oof, it just, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. This is really bad. Real, real breaking. At one point, Johnny says, uh, you know, I haven't really settled in my relationships prior to this. So like, I don't want to settle now. And I'm kind of wondering if maybe I'm the problem. Uh, yeah, Johnny. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Who would have come at Jose's house? of all places is <laughs> bringing some clarity to at least one of the three stooges um standing out there having a couple of they johnny how can you say you haven't settled if you haven't really given anything a chance right i'm not sure that's called not settling i think that's called not really taking the time to give someone a chance you're he's acting like um, there were just things that he couldn't overlook and he just knew there was something better out there. You don't, but you don't give anyone time. And, and the same thing with Ryan, Ryan was talking about how great bread is and it could probably be great or, or really good, but does he just want good enough? 
Yeah. That's, it was so harsh. It was so harsh. He also said that they had like a tough conversation and that a lot of things came out about like how he was feeling doubts and waiting for a spark. But like if the conversation he was referring to is the one that we saw, then I would not say that that was a tough conversation in which a lot of things came out. No. Is there another situation that this happened? <laughs> like, I don't think what you thought you did was doing. Mm, no. I, ugh. And was Brett there? Because right. because Brett would have told us in a confessional, you know, we had some hard conversations and he's just not feeling it. But yeah. I don't think he's been that clear to her. So yeah. I don't know what conversations he thinks they're having, but I, I don't believe Brett is part of those. And again, with, with Johnny, I don't think so much so with Zach. Um, but I think with Johnny and Ryan... They they want to chase something maybe unattainable or they want they want the women that aren't really giving them the time of day. Yep. And so these women that are there willing to be all in and are good women, intelligent, normal from all angles that we can see, they're like, I'm bored. Yeah. I, I got to find that spark somewhere. I'm just going to go looking for it somewhere. I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. Ryan wants a girl, and this is no shade, he wants, like, a girl who will, like, blow him in a bar bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, he wants something that'll, somebody that'll be highly sexual, and, you know, maybe after they're done having all that sex that he, I guess, is having, um, that, like, maybe they can f- slip in some conversation after that. But, like, he just wants, like, passion, 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 and you can get that but you have to invest in the person. It's really not that hard. You have to invest in the person. I can see that. He, he's just, he always seems so melancholy to me. Yeah. I, I don't know if if he really has some kind of depression going on or he's just always like this, but he just does seems kind of like an Eeyore. Looking, <laughs> I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> and I can see him being happy with, yeah, the fast, bar scene type girls and they'll wake up and look at your mounted deer head and talk about breakfast and then you don't see them for a week Mm -hmm. but you say that's not what you want and that's why you're on this show yeah but now that you have it you're like yeah I'm just really not feeling it well you know maybe she's not feeling you What, what is so great about him and Johnny that makes them feel like yeah you know I'm just not feeling it. Okay, you're you're so convinced that they're just all about you. Yeah, it's like the moment he noticed that Brett had red hair, he was like, mm, "I don't know if this is for me." And it's really been downhill from there. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it, it's just yeah. When Brett said to Johnny or Jose and Gil. Like, I think that there's something happening. And Jose asked, what do you think that is? And she says, well, I think he has butterflies. And the guys were like, mm, no, that's that's not. Yeah. <laughs> we know that that's not what it is. <laughs> right. Like, oh, Lord. Um, yeah, she just like, you know, I just feel like he needs, like, Ryan needs to start making the conscious decision to be active and present in this relationship. Um, instead of, like, sitting back and expecting a feeling to happen. So, yeah, like you said, like they told her that she needs to communicate that with Ryan and she needs to know if she's wasting her time because 
Gil says, you don't need to be waiting two years on this guy to try and find a feeling. And yeah, you're right. She absolutely needed to hear that. I wonder what that car ride back home was like. Woo! He probably put the Jason Aldean on and just blasted it and they didn't have a single conversation. Yeah. Oh, her favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. I don't see a lot of conversation happening on the way back home. I, I think she knows she needs to have those conversations. I'm not sure she really is ready to. She yeah. knows she knows the answers and i wish that ryan had had that conversation with gil too like i wish gil had been around for that conversation with ryan so he'd be like what are you doing like what are any of you guys doing (laughs) Um, so the next day we see rachel she's recording herself she's sitting on the couch and she's like oh you know things are pretty awkward because last night we were watching TV and I told Jose, I said those little three, those three little words and he didn't say it back. But then she's like, just kidding. He did. He did say, I love you. I said it back or I said it and he said it back. And then there was some joke about her possibly threatening him with a butter knife, which (laughs) is like something that she should do. I think they were joking, but she should do it. Like I would encourage her to do that. Um, So uh, I just like, uh, they had to win. Okay. They had right. Yeah, that that was it. That I don't know. How are you guys in love with each other? Possible. When she said, I said I love you and he didn't say it back, I said out loud, of course he didn't. And then she was like, just kidding. I was like, <laughs> I say that. okay, never mind. And then uh, then it dawned on me, you know, y'all just had to win. Y'all had to one up and uh-huh. win. This is so stupid. Yep, I I fully, fully agree. I do not know anything about their interactions that would lead me to believe that they feel even infatuation that they could mistake for love. Mm. Like that. I don't even see it. I don't get it. I they are really talking this relationship up. And it's gonna be a disaster and I can't wait for it. And and it seems like things go very quickly, even next episode. Did you see the preview? Oh, is that where she says, I can't be your wife? Yeah, and then they go to, like, some, you know, that, like, smash up a TV room, and she says, I'm not in love with him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You were in love with him to begin with, Rachel, but okay. (laughs) That escalated quickly. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um... So Zach comes home. He surprises Michaela with a Zoom cooking class, something that I would personally be extremely horny for. I love that. Um, But it turns out neither of them know how to cook. And that uh, Michaela was being very generous with spices. And I don't know about that. I feel like Zach seems like a guy who just can't handle spice. I was on Michaela's side with that one. Uh, I thought, I didn't know if Zach had any taste buds left from COVID. So I wasn't sure why he was acting like he was about to get the fire extinguisher in his own mouth. It didn't look all that heavy handed. I don't know. I I thought maybe it was the taste bud things being off from, from him recovering because um, he acted like he just couldn't handle it. And she was confused as well. It did not look that heavy handed. So, but it was a good idea. But again, it was weird how he showed up fresh from the gym, did not 
challenge. And like, where are our dogs? Oh, let's uh, let's cook. Yeah, I also need to know where those dogs are because those are two big dogs, and it feels like we would be seeing them. I don't think they live there. They must not. One of them doesn't live there. I don't think Zach lives there. Yeah. Oh. Uh-uh. So, gosh, did anything happen? Yeah, he was just like, that's so spicy. Can you taste how spicy this is? Oh, I need water. Oh, okay, whatever, Zach. Um, yeah. So, later, Johnny surprises Bao with, like, in one of those, you know, like, paint-by-number, you know, drink sip and see whatever they call it. you all know what i mean like it's just you do the same painting and you get drunk yeah all those people do. um so it, they were having fun <laughs> until this made me want to just put my head through a, a window that makes what i felt was like a very offhanded comment about how she had accidentally dipped her brush into the wrong dipper you know to clear it out right and then she's like oh no like this sunset that we're painting is a little darker than i want it to be and johnny's like oh, oh. <laughs> this is so wild and i just like i could not believe that he was having this reaction he's looking like he's struggling to not say something and in a confessional he's like just like bow, please relax. Like I don't know. And then he starts complaining about how you know we're not flirting right now. There's no tension being built, you know, uh, out of this moment, and it just feels very task oriented. Same old bow. Fuck oh, I, you. Oh, <laughs> I hated that when he said same old bow. How about same old Johnny? Seriously, because it, she's. Minding her own business, like I, I, I would like if he had not like totally popped off, I would have not thought a thing about how she reacted. So, Bal can be very analytical, and and I did see a little bit in there of her kind of making it a task thing of you know wanting things to line up and be a certain way, but but that's but that. Bow. And so you can say same old Bao, but yeah, you know Bao, you know this about her. And so my, my gripe with Johnny is you want her to communicate all this stuff to you. If you're in that moment and you are thinking this is becoming not fun for me, take take her little face in your hands and say, hey, let's just make this fun. Like yeah. you're, you're getting a little tasky. <laughs> Let, let's just this and have some fun and just reset her because I don't think she notices when she's maybe getting into the the wormhole of like I have to do this correctly yeah um if he would just stop her in the moment and gently redirect her and remind her this is just a fun thing mm-hmm. on to that but he's over there like downing all the Prosecco telling us that you know three nights in a row of sex was just probably going to be out of the question anyway at least they had two you know like mm. yeah three was probably too much to ask for go away and go find your cartoon porn and shut up seriously like oh, like he was acting like oh i'm just gonna have to white knuckle it through this situation maybe i can get laid again like literally <laughs> stop being so weird like does every situation have to be this like 
flirtatious bachelor moment like you guys are gonna go to the the fantasy suite like if all things go well like calm (laughs) down bro like we're not building any tension she's painting do you have to build tension in every moment like what do you mean (laughs) he wants wants everything to lead to sex because that's really all he's wanting Mm -hmm. i think he's thinking as much sex as he can get before this decision day is all the better for him he does not care if she's having a good time if they're having any deep conversations he is so so selfish in this relationship and is not giving her what he's expecting back as far as the communication johnny if you're going to get frustrated just point it out to her in a gentle way yeah like we don't have to you know what he's going to do is um, i'm going to hold this until dinner and then just unload on her again like, like, uh, I cannot stand this man. He's so whack. And you're exactly right. Like, practice what you preach. If you, if it's such a big deal that she communicate directly with you in the moment, then why are you not doing the same thing? Mm. It's stupid. He, he sucks. And I just like, I'm just annoyed that he's behaving this way. I'm annoyed that he's behaving this way towards Bao. And I'm annoyed that I was really like, I liked him a lot so much in the beginning. And now here's what he's leaving me with. So. I thought they were the most adorable things to ever cross the TV. Yeah. With his little velvet tuxedo and his, his little Texas flag swim trunks that he continues to wear everywhere. (laughs) He did wear them to Jose's party, didn't he? I love those things. Okay. He went to like a souvenir shop and found those. <laughs> and he out. Um, but he has, yeah, he has become a monster. He has really become a monster. And I I hate it for for Bao and Brett. I just see it coming. Mm-hmm. It just, oh, it makes my stomach turn because... I think they they know that it's coming and they're just really trying everything that they can and it's it's hard it's hard to see. Yep. They are the band playing while the Titanic is sinking. Like they're mm-hmm. just hoping for the best <laughs> and it's not going to go well you guys. Uh-huh. Um, Today the decision day was back in April so it's been a minute. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Some, some selfie of Michaela um surfaced um in may with some kind of caption about i don't know free to love whoever you want i don't know um but it was like oh decision day was back at the end of april i wonder what this means i thought oh god that's a long time to not be able to say anything that is a long time that seems like longer than other seasons that is oh interesting mom deserves better than a drugstore card this Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, so let's see. We end our episode with Mirla and Gil. They go to this, like, I guess, like, nice French restaurant. And Gil is like, oh, have you been here before? And Mirla says, yeah, actually, I saw, I heard about it on Instagram. I saw this girl. She ordered a drink called the Chanel Number no. 6, and I thought it was really cute, and I wanted to go. <laughs> um, is this a little silly? Sure. But who hasn't seen something on Instagram and be like, I want to go to that restaurant. I do it all the time. So it's See? not like a Chanel branded drink, but I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Gil was like, oh, so you just wanted it because it was Chanel. What if it, what if the drink was called a knockoff number four? Would you drink that? And she's like, no, probably not. But also a place wouldn't call a drink a knockoff. So it's not even really an issue. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) so then the drink comes out, it's got like the Chanel-esque label to it. Mirla, like, it's like, can you take a picture? Can you be my Instagram boyfriend for a second? Can we do a boomerang? It's so cute. I like boomerangs. Gil's like, I don't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. And then, so, like, Mirla starts talking about how, like, oh, you know, like, I this was part of what I was looking for in a husband. Like, I wanted, I always wanted to have, like, a husband to go places like this and you know I really like brunch and I kind of want like a brunch bay situation and you know this is these are the experiences that I like to have like she mentions something how like I like to go to brunch every weekend and you know if we could have a date night a couple times out of the month like that's me so here's what I didn't like is that Gil (laughs) heard all of these things about what she likes and what she likes to do and he immediately is like okay well why don't you think about me and what I want? And it's like, it basically is just like, you know, I don't really like to go out to eat like this. I really like to cook at home. Going out to restaurants is really not my thing. Um, my version of quality time is like a little bit different because it's not about going out. And, you know, he likes to go out here and there, but, you know, it's not just really not his thing. So then Gil asks Mirla, why did you pick this restaurant? And she says, well, because it had a pretty drink and I've been here before. (laughs) And then Gil (laughs) says, well, did it ever cross your mind that I wouldn't like it? Uh, Excuse me? (laughs) Like, Did it ever cross your mind that she does? Mm. Like, what do you... (laughs) What do you mean? I didn't didn't like that he, like, made her feel bad because these are the things that she likes to do with her life. Yeah, this was the first time I thought, mm, this is getting, I'm uncomfortable watching them have this conversation. Was this supposed to be her date for him? I, that's a great question. I, I bet the producers are like, let's plan a date night. And she was like, okay, let's do it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that she probably thought this is something that I would like to do, but, but I don't she- know. Like, I don't know. That's where I'm confused, because if it was just an outing, I'd be like, okay, Gil needs to lighten up a little bit. But I feel like, was this the date she planned for him? Because they weren't real clear with if that was the situation. Mm-hmm. Dates from all the couples yet. Um, but I, if, if this was the date she planned for him, I can see 
his side of it because the majority of the reasons why she wanted to go there were things that she wanted to do and experience. Yeah. Versus maybe something that he would like more. Um, so they would really have to clarify that for me, for me to have a good opinion. Um, mm -hmm. I understand there's always going to be one person in the couple that's a little more outgoing, extroverted, likes to go out more than the other. And I wish his... I wish his responses to her would have been, well, you know, all that can be compromised on. I'm not as as up on going out that much, but, you know, I'm open to doing some things um, that probably would have landed a little better. Mm -hmm. She came across with a lot of expectations. I think he took it as expectations of things he's going to have to do. She's just saying things that she would want to do. I don't think she's going to drag him every weekend to brunch and all of that. Um, he has a different kind of schedule. Right. Um, so his response was just immediately saying no to all of it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> he didn't even get their appetizers yet. And he's already like, this isn't what I wanted to do. Did you think about me? Hello? It's like, damn. Can I get like some fried calamari first? I mean, he took off that jacket. He was not going to get comfortable. <laughs> I didn't even see him take a sip of that Moscow mule. I don't know. I, I get the sense that maybe this was the date she planned for them. Mm -hmm. And this is why he's saying, I don't think you considered me at all with this type of atmosphere and the strength that you have to have. Right. But it's also like, this is like their first date since their honeymoon. Yeah, they've gone like have fun. Just like enjoy it. Yeah, they've gone nowhere. And and I understand he's telling her, you know, he's he's gonna he doesn't want to just be a husband. I think because there hasn't been much affection there that he and she seems so analytical about love with her saying that falling in love is a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I agree to an extent, but there's also a part, you know, emotionally that you just you can't help but love right. that and and want to be with them no matter what um and so i think he's afraid maybe she is just maybe filling in what she needs at this point in her life and it could be him or anybody else mm -hmm. and, I, and I, I kind of get that i i don't know it just i just feel like he should he should have allowed them to just like enjoy that moment and go from there. And uh, I just, I don't know. It, it just frustrated. I felt sad for her because she was like happy for the first time. And he was like, well, what about this? And then, yeah, like he turns it into like, maybe I'm just like your plug in husband where it, I could just be a silhouette standing here or sitting here and it doesn't matter who it is. I just happen to be the guy. Um, I don't know if like going to, on one dinner, we should be dealing with the absolutes of like, am I just a placeholder for you? I don't know. I just felt like it was an extreme reaction, but yeah. I also understand to some level if he might feel like this is not the life that I want, but also I feel like he has put a lot of thoughts in his own head about who she is and how she lives her life. And he's frustrated about that, but I don't really think he needs to be. Yeah. The lifestyle part, I don't think he needs to be. I, I don't, 
I feel like they probably do talk a lot when they're at home. They obviously are living together. Mm-hmm. I think as we get closer to decision day, when there's not that affection towards him yet, he's really going to feel, you know, why am I here? Where yeah. I, I would like more of her thoughts on that whole situation because he has made it abundantly clear to Pastor Cal, to her face, like, hey, if we don't meet this marker, then I will divorce you, which is a very strong statement. And we never really see her react to that. And I would like to know, like, what, where her head is at regarding that. It seemed like there was a clip for next week where she asks him to take that off the table. And he's, no. How do you feel about that? I I tend to agree with him. I'm not sure why at this point she can't even give him a peck. Yeah. Even saying she has to get anywhere close to intimacy. um, That's that's pushing it for anybody in eight weeks, marrying a perfect stranger. But yeah, they they're touchy. They hold hands. It's usually him touching her. Mm hmm. Um, but at, at six, eight weeks, you can't even be giving him a kiss, a peck. Um, anyone's going to take that person. Yeah, hug. Um, um, yeah. I'm with you. Like, she could she could let that go a good bit. They could be pecking, for sure. And, yeah, I mean, but at least she knows. I mean, it's kind of harsh, but at least she knows. And I don't really think it's unreasonable for him to feel that way. Yeah, I I don't think it's unreasonable. And I I hope that she comes around to that sooner than later versus like the week of decision day, she starts giving him a peck. I mean, that's it's almost like you got to consider the whole timeline. I I don't want you to start pecking me the week of decision day because you just want me to say yes. And then I don't know. That's that's a touchy for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, Do you have any thoughts from the episode? Again, where are the experts? Where are they? We've seen Pastor Kevin pop in in his socks for like two and a half minutes for each couple, poking all the open wounds, and then leaving we've seen a couple little confessional snippets from dr viviana and dr pepper but no one's meeting with these couples someone needs to be meeting with brett and ryan now it looks like maybe next week they are looks like they're talking to somebody i hope so yeah we definitely need some like dr pepper needs to come in because she's like the one who's the most horny (laughs) she's the one that's like why are you guys not fucking are you fucking or not so like we need her (laughs) in there to like really dig deep um okay so did you say that you watched last season did you watch with erica eric and virginia yeah (laughs) okay so i just wanted to share somebody sent me or they tagged me in a video of virginia on tiktok did you see that i think it happened yesterday Mm -mm. so she did this like like you know, just, I don't even know how to describe it. She was like, yeah. you know, when you are like thinking that you still have feelings for your ex. And so you basically, she said she went to hang out with Eric 
She was the thing of like, you know, that thing of when blah, 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 blah. Here's the real story. She said she went to hang out with Eric. She missed him trying to get that old thing back or like maybe see if they could work, make it work because they announced for those of you guys who don't know, like their official divorce announcement was like, yes, we're filing. Yes, we're going through with it, but also we're going to be actively trying to work on our relationship. So that's confusing. So she said she went to hang out with him. They started to have a conversation about politics, basically. Caring about black people, Eric. You know, that sort of thing. And he went off on her and told her that she was worthless and that she was trash or something. Something along those lines. Like, she will never amount to anything. And, like, he just, like, basically went off on her. So experts this is what happens when you match people whose um political affiliations and um you know uh uh, whatever you want to call it like when those things don't align Mm. um eric seems like a dick but Mm. he always did so no surprise there (laughs) eric Eric is jose Mm -hmm. um in a lot of ways um, I, the only thing, so I secretly stalk Virginia and Haley and Clara. I don't follow them, but I will check their Instagram pages because like you, I need therapy. <laughs> I did see on Virginia's Instagram page, she had posted something to the effect of she forgot to block Eric's mom. Mm. Eric's mom had been posting a bunch of comments to something that that she had put up or whatever and she said oh really so it's okay for you to still be buying groceries and cleaning your 35 year old son's condo but i'm the one with issues people were saying oh spill the tea spill the tea and she said no i'm not gonna say anything else i am a little bit more mature than that um but you know it's it's all fine now and I thought I can see his mom's contract. She can't say anything. <laughs> well, that, that too. But his mom on that one reunion special, she seemed like one that would meddle. Oh, not on the reunion special. In, in the very first episode where we saw him, like, oh, no, this is this is not going to go well. She okay. seems, you know, I, I grew up in Georgia. I know Eric's mom, like the back of my hand. And I knew. I knew how this was going to go down, and I'm not surprised. Uh, Virginia looks great. She's got those little microbladed eyebrows looking good. She got her extensions. Extensions seem to be improving. Oh, thank God. I just need Clara to stop using Ubre. Um, Please. Legally divorced. (laughs) Uh, I understand that you legally changed your last name to, like, it's okay. A lot of people have different last names that they go by, like, It'll be fine, girl. We don't, this is not like a, a Blake Lively situation. You don't need to like work on your rebranding. You're okay. <laughs> we'll all be fine. <laughs> God, but they seem to be besties. So good for them. Good. I yeah. like that. Yeah, they're good. Um, Paige, you know, I still cyber stalk her. She's looking amazing. I did see her recently and she looks great. Hopefully, her decisions are as good as how she looks. And I guess Chris has been having a lot to say about the new couples. Of course. Unsolicited, but... Of course. Yeah, he's he's always... There's always, like, one person... 
usually the bad, the villain from the season who acts like, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with this franchise, but then they've got a lot to say, much like <laughs> Bethany, who acts like she does not watch Real Housewives of New York, but <laughs> suddenly has so many opinions. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, do you want people to find you, and where should they find you? Should you want them to? Sure, if you want to. I have a very small little page at Foxy Doxy Mom. Um, yeah, leave me a message. Follow me if you like. I'm I'm on there, but again, so gracious to have me on. This has just been so exciting, so fun for me. I'm oh, girl. <laughs> Thank you. This was a real treat. You were lovely. So I'm very happy. Um, say hello to your dogs. I will. Thank you. <laughs> you have a great day. You too. Thanks, Kara. Bye.